All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. It is coming in hot. It is September the 11th. And uh, before we get to talking about September the 11th, guys, because I know you all have stories, uh, Bobby being a bit younger, obviously, I want to bring in Mike McKenna, our guest today. We don't have him for a long time, so I want to make sure we uh, utilize all the time we have. Uh, Mike, former Ottawa senator himself and chef extraordinaire, <laughs> welcome to the show. I think. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I'm used to only being around for a short period of time. and Much like Bobby being an American, yes, and September 11th obviously brings up... Uh, a lot of memories and emotions just yeah. quickly. I think it's appropriate to touch on that. I was at St. Lawrence university, um, 2001 when it all shook out, I was a freshman and man, it rocked our campus really, really hard. And, um, you know, even people within the hockey world, it's tough to find somebody who wasn't either directly affected or knew somebody that was it just shows how small that world is. So, um, yeah. wanted yeah. to touch on that right off the top of the bat, that it's, it's pretty yes. sovereign day in American history. I did look it up. Uh, I did notice you were playing a, a at St. Lawrence, Bobby, you were a U15 player, I think, and Yorkie, <laughs> you were in Anaheim. Um, was it the first day of camp for you? It was the first day for Sens camp for Ottawa. I was driving down the five freeway. Bobby, you oh. know that very well. It's like a traffic jam. And yep. listen to Howard Stern show. And Howard Stern, I'll never forget, he was freaking out. And uh, yeah, I went to the rink, practice canceled. I, I think we, practiced, we we canceled practice for like the next couple of days. Never forget it. Surreal moment. And uh you know, Steve hit the nail on the head. We all know people. It was yeah. uh, just such a terrible day. I actually just watched the documentary on Netflix. Man, it just it was 
the devastation, like I'll never forget it. Yeah, no, I was right in the prime of my career. So uh, very tough day. That's, that's funny you meant you were in, I was in California as well. I was, uh, I was in El Segundo right next to LAX where my, where my mom was working at the time. And, um, um, me up to tell me about it. And uh, she was at the airport where all the planes were heading. So obviously wow. sent right home because um, everything shut down, but we spent day walking together. So, um, yes. Mike hit the nail on a very somber day in America. Uh, yeah. Um, as you guys know, the weight room in Ottawa, back in that day, they used to allow the media in on yeah. the guys to be on bikes, right? We all made fun of this. But uh, it's not a big weight room in the first place either. It's pretty no. cramped quarters. <laughs> it was so tight and two rows of bikes. Yeah. Anyway, Chris Phillips and I stood and watched on the monitor how it played out. It was just, it was surreal. Like you're trying to talk about hey, the new season, and you know that there is something transpiring here right now that's mm -hmm. bigger than anybody ever imagined. I'll never forget, I can picture everything in that room that day of just sitting there watching and trying to understand how the whole world is unfolding, uh, evolving at that moment. Anyway. I think the big uh, thing crazy. is, you know, for us, like, and we could go on forever about this. It's for our, our generation, really. I mean, everybody that's sitting here, it's kind of our JFK moment. You know, we know exactly where we were when yeah. we found out that yes. was happening. And... You know, for better or worse, those are defining moments in humanity, right? History, not just your own life. So um, I wish that we didn't have that all in common, but it is something that we always look back on. And yeah, I was at school. I was going to camp and um, kind of bonds us all at one time, too. Yes, it does. So a, a, ter a terrible day. And, and I know we've certainly the world has changed since then. Our thoughts, obviously, to all the families affected uh, back in September the 11th. Um, but Mike, I, I do want to touch on some other stuff as we've got you here for a short period of time. One, you know uh, Tarasenko extremely well since you're in St. Louis. I want to be able to, to ask you about him and also Jonas Corpusella. So you being the goalie, we're going to start with the goalie talk. Can you give us your opinion uh, on him and what Sens fans should expect from Jonas Corpusella this season? So I will be first to admit here that last season I was really impressed with how Corpusala bounced back after coming off a of surgery. So he, if you look at this from the grand scheme of things, it's like this guy's not played great hockey for two years for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Where is he going to be? He gets a one-year contract with them going into last season from Yarmo Kekalainen, the GM. And I'm like, it's kind of lucky he got that considering his health. Well, mm -hmm. Turns out that his hips were in such bad shape and he needed that surgery that you could see why he had been limited the previous two years. And he'd always been viewed as a great prospect. He'd also been uh, – he won a Calder Cup in the American Hockey League. Ironically enough, with Anton Forsberg, they were teammates. They were goalie partners. By the way, I love that yeah. dynamic. Mm -hmm. Corpusala was the guy for Columbus, and injuries derailed him. What I saw last year was a little bit more in control of a goaltender largely because he was healthy, he could rotate, he was getting squared to pucks, he was closer to home. He wasn't chasing and fighting for the puck as much as he had to in the past. So I was really impressed with him. He outperformed Elvis Rosikens, who was supposed to be the guy in Columbus last year. He outperformed him by a mile. Um, and that's not saying a lot because Merzlikens was frankly awful last year and you can't see how he rebounds. But, you know, when Corpusalo went from Columbus to L.A., he just kept continuing on with the production he had previously. I think Jonas Corposalo is a good NHL goaltender. I think he's had flashes of greatness in the past. I don't know if he'll ever be an all-star. I don't know if he's going to be in a Vezina conversation. 
But I think Corpusalo is a guy he could win a Stanley Cup with. I mean, look at Aiden Hill in Las Vegas. Nobody thought that that was going to happen. Corpusalo is every bit as good or better than Aiden Hill is. I like his ceiling. And again, I really like the fact that him and Forsberg are together, knowing that yeah. they had success previously as a tandem. Guys, you, you know what it's like when you've got goalies that, that get along and feed off one another. Uh, that's a powerful thing in the locker room. Mike, especially the the Finns too, right? The, the Finns are mm-hmm. a different breed. They they work hard. They're just great guys. But to have they play hard, they play hard. yeah, they yeah. Play, right? <laughs> hey, but they come to work the next day and put the work yes, they in. Do but right. what I heard, like two real good guys, and right. you mentioned the time in the minors. Interesting enough, too, they won that Calder Cup. It was actually Forsberg was the man back then. If you look at the stats yep. from that playoff run. Forsberg was the man, but two great prospects. So, I don't know. I love it. You're the goalie, though. Like, having two guys from the same country, that's got to be – that's going to that's push them, too, because the Finns are competitive guys, too. Like, they love to compete. Yeah, and both really yeah. good guys, man. That's been the yeah. point there. Like, I, I know Forsberg really well from when he first came across. We were yeah. in Springfield together briefly, and um, just an awesome guy. I don't know if anybody's still calling him Foppa or not. I really tried to make that nickname stick. Um, I think it lasted a little while, but – um, like Bobby, you've had finished goalie part goalies. You've had everything under the sun, I think. And, um, and you can kind of attest to it though, that these two, I think, especially just Finns in general, man, they're usually yeah. really cool, dude. Like, I mean, yeah. like Tuka Rask, I think of immediately just everything yeah. rolls off their back. <laughs> yep. You think about a hot, a market like Ottawa, Toronto, like Bobby, Bobby. I, I think these guys can do pretty well there given oh. their demeanor. I do. Finns don't let anything bother them either. Oh, yeah. Whatever you have to say about them, they're not hearing. <laughs> and I don't know. What, <laughs> I I played with a couple Finns that didn't show up to work up to work the next maybe two oh. or three times towards the end of their the end of their career. But uh, um, that being said, it's hard to meet a bad Finn. It really yeah, is. Right? You got to work. They've been my favorite. They really I think have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're hey, chippy Mike. little chippy little fuck. Can't say that, but they're chippy. They're all chippy. They, <laughs> they're all a lot of fun. Um, so I, I actually, I love the dynamic too. I don't know the, the two of these personally, but um, I've heard really, really, really good Forsberg. Not so much about Corpus Hall because he's not known to the players here. But um, if he comes in and just is the is the way every other Finn is, I think he'll have success. Yeah, funding and Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, you just brought it. You remind me of a story, man, where you said the one guy didn't show up the next day. So when I was on the back nine in my career, Mike, you'll like this. I was playing in Lugano, and I and the guys running the team, there was there was me, Glenn Metropolit, and we had three Finns. We had Billy Peltonen, uh, Tepperly Newmelin, and Yuka Hentinen. Yuka Hentinen, I always wondered why I didn't drink. And then one, one we went up to the Alps to play on this outdoor classic game. He, he, we lost, he went MIA for two days. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got on the sauce and he was gone that's incredible <laughs> i played i played with a guy like that once who i will leave his name out of this but yeah it was yeah. the same way he and this is actually i mean it's a great story for anybody that's that's ever struggled with stuff i mean bobby anyone yeah. else like we're all open to hey. this that he um this player who i was teammates with he completely got clean for like a year or so. We had rookie party. He thought he'd have a drink or two, and it's the same thing. Like he ended up kicking down his door. We didn't. He was gone for two days from practice. Like it just, it shows you how fast somebody can relapse to that if that's if they're not careful. But yeah, but man, when it's somebody you don't expect, it's like yep. It's it can be it can be funny as long as it's not like a serious matter, you know. And sometimes it's more. Yeah, um, I got one more thing quick on Corpus Allo, though. I'll tell you yeah. this: I know a lot of people within the Columbus organization um, that skate with them all the time. That team was absolutely pulling for Corpus Allo as a teammate, and when he went to LA. 
to me, that's a great sign. It's somebody that they all really like in the locker room that really they respect the fact that he works that hard. And coming back from an injury to get to that position, just like Forsberg's going to be doing, which is a little bit concerning, right? He's coming off that major injury. You're going to need that. Yeah, very much so. Uh, also, just because, uh, Yorkie, you said it and people are upset with you, you said they were both Finns and Forsberg is Swedish. So before people what? yell at us. Oh, bad on me. Why do I keep yeah. thinking he's a Finn? I think I've said yeah. that like four times. It's okay. I still, I still love you. Um, Such a good on. guy. Yeah, uh mike let's get to tarasenko uh briefly uh give us your thoughts is he the right fit here will he have that motivating year where he's trying to get a contract and make bigger money how do you see this playing out i think vladdy's going to be fine i don't Hmm. score 40 goals if people are expecting that i don't think you're going to see it i think you're going to see 30 32 might even drop into the 20s, high 20s. Um, but I think he's going to be a serviceable player. He better be. I mean, he's on a pretty good value contract, realistically, for what you're looking in terms of output. But um, he had his best years lately. Uh-uh. Like, even mm-hmm. during the Stanley Cup run with St. Louis, I think he was respected as a weapon on the power play. And mm-hmm. only at 5-on-5 five five when he wanted to be respected. And there's moments where Tarasenko will grab the puck and you go, man, this guy's a world beater. He's still got it. And some games you just don't notice. Him. So there's a real concern with that. But if you put the puck on Tarasenko's stick, he can shoot it a ton. And he's a little bit different than Dabrinkit. If you're looking at comparables directly here, right? I mean, he's essentially brought in to fill that gap in scoring. And to me, I think Tarasenko's a layover guy. Correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. Yep. Like I, No, I yeah, you're right. Um, I know layovers well because that was my entire career. I was the layover <laughs> guy. Bring him in for a season until our prospects are ready or half a season until we need to get somebody else in quickly because he sucks. But <laughs> I, you know, I think Tarasenko is going to factor in the power play because you look at the top grouping for Ottawa now. Is he going to take, is Kubalik going to knock Tarasenko off his throne on the, on the right side of the power? No, no chance, right? Like Tarasenko is a, to me, a more consistent scorer, a more consistent driver of play than a Kubalik who's fairly inconsistent as well, even though he can fill it when he wants to. Um, so I, I think he helps in that regard. I like the dynamic with Kachuk, especially if they're playing together. Like they, they've skated together in St. Louis in the summers here for, I don't know, a decade, man. So you've got a bit of familiarity there. Um, but I, I think he's going to be a consistent performer, but not great. It's I, I don't know. Be... You guys have a different read on that? Mike, it's going to be interesting because because Josh Norris is the shooter on their power play. Right, he's the one T guy on that left side. Brady Kachuk's your net front. Batherson's your bumper. Stutzla's on the flank, and you got a D. So I don't I don't know where Tarasenko fits on the first unit. Like they're not pulling Josh Norris off, who's on a making seven on a long term deal. They're not taking Brady off. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But hey, you can put him on the second power play, and and you you need that still too, right? So. Yeah, um, and he works a- best, but he's going downhill towards the net. Yeah, you know he needs yeah. the puck on his blade, funneling to the net. You know, like Tarasenko, Terrell Hall, like these types of players that are. Yeah, and to me, when they're coming at you as a goalie, yeah. is when it's scariest. Tarasenko actually doesn't score many goals on a one-timer or big slap shots. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Shots. It's yeah. Um, and he, he again though he is a more dynamic player than people realize sometimes when he's engaged and healthy and, and feeling the flow, he can lug the puck pretty well. So. 
I do yeah. think he'll probably be more of a depth piece power play, but five on five, I'm curious to see where he ends yeah. up. Well, uh, Bob, you mentioned, you mentioned he loves to be on the right side and come across on that and, and okay. use the D as a screen, right? And that's tough for goalies, yes. like th that type of shot. And he's, he's got a heavy shot too, right? Big time. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Well, I, I think the big thing for him too, is he's not going to be, he's not going to have to do anything more than shoot. If he's playing with a Stutzler or Drew, the pucks are the pucks because of those two guys lugging the mail and opening up their knees. So he's going to get the looks that he's, that he's wanting to generate the power play thing. I don't interesting. I think what, what's going to, I don't believe is interesting because you have, because you have, have your power play. That second unit's going to be mixed in with Drew and whoever else or else. Yeah. That's job is going to be to put so much pressure on the first unit that they overtake them. And that's going to be a healthy rivalry throughout the year. And he's just going to add to it. So I think it'll be great. It's, I, I, I like how Mike's very cautiously optimistic about it. He's going to be exactly what you look for, but he is, but he is in terms of what you want to call him a layover guy. He is, he is yeah. at least what's going to work long-term for the Ottawa senators because you, when they're ready to compete, he's going to be 34, right? He's not going to be your guy at that point. So he's yeah. a, he's a perfect fit for what, for what they need. Yeah. Yep. I would temper expectations. You know, it's, I agree. He's not going to be on the cover of EA Sports ever again. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> and you uh, plan on him popping 28, 30, 32 goals. He better do that. And I think that he's, I mean, he's hungry for sure. Like, yeah, I think yeah. this summer was a wake up call for him too, guys. Like, yeah. You didn't get that four year deal at six per. It didn't yeah. happen. Like, that was the ask was six million per, and every team in the league balked on it. Yeah. So, um, Bit of a wake-up yeah. call, man, what that market's like right now. Yeah, it's a perfect okay. okay, finally, uh, last few minutes, uh, Jake Sanderson, who just signed a monster deal, as you know. Uh, you like him. Tell us why and mm -hmm. what it is about Jake Sanderson that you like. Yeah, I, more than anything, I like his career trajectory, man. Like, to come right out of Division One college hockey and play top minutes in the NHL as a defenseman. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was hard as a goalie to come in in my fourth year after playing in the coast in the American League. Like, he skipped everything and went right in at 20. So uh, that's impressive to me, but I really like the fact that he played all three situations. You know, he, he was the top killer on the team. You're, you, you know that he instantly has the trust of the coaching staff. And were there growing pains? Of course. He's 20. But by the end of the year, I thought for me, he this is who you're looking at. Like we can, we're counting on this guy. Like even more than a Thomas Shabbat, who I love, man. Like Thomas will go right up the ice with the puck. Thomas will get the puck to the end of power play, but you're not going to stick him out on the kill like you will with Sanderson. So um I think there's untapped offensive potential from Sanderson, but I think his all-around game is what really lends itself and to being a star in the league, eventually, frankly. And when you factor in now that you've got Shabbat and Chicker and Sanderson and Zub and Zub and like, I mean, I'm not enthralled with Brandstrom or, or Harmonic, but that's a pretty damn good top four. Yeah. And especially considering he's 20. Um, now that contract though, I got to tell you, man, like I'm starting to come around on these projection contracts. Like Stutzla's last year, I just went, Oh man, this is a gamble. And I'm looking at Sanderson's team. I'm going, boy, here's another gamble. But the teams do know the players the best. And I do think with the salary cap going up four or five million over the next year or two, most likely, unless the RSN providers completely tank in the US, which yes. could happen and suck 200 mil right on out of there. Uh, I had a conversation with the GM about that, and they're worried about that. You could be 200, 250 mil out of the system if the RSNs, regional yep. support network providers in the US tank. But 
I think it'll be a good deal for Sanders. It's a great deal for Sanderson. I hope it's a good deal for the team. I do wonder this, though, guys. Do you think he's $8.05 million for a reason? And it has to do with Shabbat. <laughs> to me, I'm telling you, like, I think they grand more. In it closer to $7 million if he's if his contract didn't have to eclipse the current number one on the team. So I think it puts a lot of pressure on, on, on Thomas, dude, because I think they're going to want to keep shickering around. I'd want to keep checking around. And I think Shabby's going to have to just show like, Hey, I'm worth that 8 million bucks. Still keep me around. Let's have this dynamic three on the back end for years to come whenever it's time for checkering to re up. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm never too stressed. If I'm coming to the rink, making eight sheets. <laughs> <laughs> it was early. <laughs> uh, just lastly, before you go, do the Sens make the playoffs this year? Mike McKenna. You know, I still think they're a year or two away. I know people are going to hate that because people have been hearing it's their year for like three years. Come on now, realistically, look at that roster a year ago, two years ago. Like they're, they're still not quite there. I still think you need a year or two of growth of some of the prospects. And I wonder, and I, man, I'm not throwing shade. I promise I hate doing this, but you start to wonder though, would this team respond to even more change, right? New ownership. A lot of roster. I can't help but wonder what it would look like with with a new coach at some point. Okay, and I mean, I hope DJ Smith goes out and crushes, and the team's great off the bat. I hope they make the playoffs and everything else. But I think there's a ton of pressure on DJ Smith early in the season. Here. A ton of pressure um, because there's going to be that feeling that if I'm feeling it, you know, the GM's feeling it, you know, everybody else is too. It's just reality in this sport. We all know it. And if you want pressure, you want to be a head coach in the NHL, you got to go out and perform just like your players. Okay, quickly, sorry, uh, I told people in the chat I would ask this question to you. Does being a good buddy with your other goalie in your tandem have a big impact on your play? Is that a real thing, or people push the narrative for a good story? No, it did for me. I'm telling you straight up from my perspective, it did. Because I'd be able to go to the bench, talk to my goalie partner, ask him what he'd seen. You know, you saw something funny happen, and you can laugh during the game. Yeah. The only player in a locker room that knows what you're going through as a goaltender is the other goaltender. Yeah, it's only one. And if you have a good relationship, you work together. The best part for the team is that the team's going to win games. Is it a healthy rivalry? Of course it is. Yeah, it's no different than two quarterbacks that want the ball all the time. Every goalie wants it. But if you can come in and perform and be a good teammate, it helps everybody. Yep, I think it matters. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I appreciate it. Mike McKenna, thank you for stopping by. Uh, we would Anytime, gladly have guys. you back. I hate to cut short. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate We got lots to ask you next time when you come back because yeah. I'm going to make you come back. You got it. You in Ottawa. See you later, <laughs> Rattler. All right. See you guys. Thanks, <laughs> That's right. The there goes the Rattler who has, a, who has the Rattler mug. Uh, Mike McKenna, uh, your one time teammate, uh, Bobby. Um, always good to see him. Yes. Yeah. Two time teammate. What are, how incredibly doing incredibly well in the new, the new gig and like, how insightful was he? So, yeah, he's, he's always really well good. Spoken. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. like how smart he is, to be honest. It's too easy for him. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I, I actually thought that when I was 20 years old playing alongside him, I thought he's going to be unbelievable at that. Just the way he sees the game and the way he's yeah. able to, um, I guess, digest <laughs> it and then bring it back to us. Yeah. Impressive. So good guest. Um, Zub, okay. uh, Zub, Zub, Zub uh, Mania is not going to be happy with the Zub, though. <laughs> yeah. are you hearing about it in the chat no luckily it hasn't come up yet uh, okay so we got other things to, to get to uh first though let's um 
let's just get into some uh, sponsor reads and then we'll move on as always. Uh, this nice. show brought to you is by our good friends at Botano. Go to botano.ca, download the award-winning state-of-the-art app. Uh, there's tons of stuff to look at there, by the way. Uh, amazing world of sports, always with you at Botano. Hundreds of betting options. Try the same game parlays with BetBuilder. Also, in-game live betting, the most competitive odds, which includes the 17 points ahead. And if you were a Dallas Cowboy fan last night, it was pretty early on. Um, I just happened to love the game last night because I dislike the Giants. Uh, so if you're 17 points ahead, it doesn't matter if your team wins or loses. You already get paid out. So go to Botano. There are some terms and conditions apply. Uh, check them out, botano.ca, where the game starts now. Uh, Bob, would you like this one? Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> all right there we go bei our great partners at bei bonisher homes um you can visit them at bonisherhomes.com the difference that a bonisher home makes has, has a variety of floor plan many options to choose from the low from the low low 500,000. there's a whole new city they're constructing i still can't remember but it's near ottawa how's that <laughs> it's, well, in, yeah, it's it's in renfrew right. it's just a but an yeah. hour west of ottawa yeah. it's the it's the new yeah the new archie and jughead area right uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> thanks to our All partners. Right. I, I love when you spring that one on me and I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's why, that's that why it's the best one. I love yeah. doing it. Slow down construction zones, you, sav you savages. Everybody respect the construction <laughs> zones. They're everywhere in Tennessee right now. Uh, good times. Okay. So, uh, boys, a couple of things. One, we're expecting, uh, you know what? Screw it. We'll just get to Alex to bring it right now. I was going to talk about the new changes, the new ownership, all that stuff. I thought you know we what? stopped talking about him. No. We're bringing him up again. So I know this is Yorkie's favorite topic. Now, here's why. So I was done with Alex, and I'm still done with him, but there's a lot of chatter because Tim Stutzla recently commented on 32 Thoughts about Debrinket and saying, uh, we, want, we want him to be part of this group, and he's a great player. Sorry, he's a great guy, a great player. If you don't want to be there, then good luck on your way. Now, I think... That's partially, I've seen the clip. I think it's partially taken out of context because yeah. of his German, uh, wow. well, his, his language. I, for I think, sure it is. For sure. It is um, I think everybody in Ottawa still liked him, and I don't believe anybody thought he was staying. Uh, fans are still upset. I, I don't know why there's such vitriol towards Alex DeBrinket, who made it pretty clear, I thought, pretty early on, he wasn't likely staying. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Go ahead, Bob. I apologize. Uh, something's happening outside here. Something so, more. But um, to me, to me I, to, I read and then heard, heard, comments by Tim Stutzel and the only thing that I thought was completely out of context there is nothing in that that said anything with vitriol from him all he said is if you don't want to be here and you want to move on move on then good on your way we respected him as a teammate we respected him as a guy in the room but he's not going to be part of it now now so that's it that's there was no malice in anything that Tim said it just it just came out that way um how many times have you heard that happen Yorkie over the years where somebody said something and it got twisted just look a different way nothing i to me it's like stop like stop talking who cares he moved on he went home to his hometown you never begrudge a player with the opportunity to do that and the team you know might take a little backward step and missing something that he brings for a year or two but right now they they filled the void with uh tarasenko they they have their six who cares yeah, yeah. I'm I, I, I'm over I'm, talking about the guy. He's not even yeah. here. We're talking about. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm surprised more people aren't talking about how well spoken Tim Stutzla is and comfortable, like talking, representing the brand. Like, I thought he was great. Like this kid when he talks, like I like him. Obviously, I like him as a player, but totally taken out of context. Uh, I think that last phrase he did, "Good on him" or whatever. He's. I thought it was well said and, but, and sorry, go ahead. What, what, what? Like why are, but why are we taking shots at him at the, through the media? Yeah. Um, that's what, but that's what people do, especially in Canadian cities. But he you, didn't do anything wrong. Right. Well, why, why do they boo people when they come back to the rink? He didn't do anything wrong. Because they wrong. paid money. They're allowed to. Now, well, you know what? You know I don't what? Know. People, people, people really wanted him to stay. I, I do understand that. And it's like they're mad because he's gone and they invested some of their uh, loyalties in him. I get it. They have the right so, to be mad. Some people. I understand, I understand, but it's way too personal. And I, but you are Wait. allowed to boo. You can go to a game. You paid your money. You can boo all you want. They also yeah. booed Eric Carlson when he came back. Everybody booed gets Jason booed. Spezza. I, I, hey. I get it. I just, I don't get it. But um, the, I want our fan base to be regarded as <laughs> one of the best in the, in the world. They're in, good in hockey, and they're very good. I I just yeah. don't know if I like the vitriol. Uh, yeah, but why do we all we do this to every player who leaves? It feels like. Listen, if the people would have listened to us, we told you he was leaving. You should have got ready for it. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listened. Now, That's by a, the way, there's one other thing on this since the day of the trade. Uh, yeah, very, yeah, totally. <laughs> like so, he wasn't coming here. Like anybody that thought he was going to resign. I get it. You want him to stay. Everybody loves their city, their team, and, and you want everybody else to love it. And it was never a fit. And you and, and he said it after it was done. Nobody asked me if I wanted to come here. So that should have been done. It wasn't done. And then, hey, you end up getting the best you could, and uh, you move on. You yeah. move on. They got a great team this year. They got all the pieces. This should be a playoff team. Absolutely. That's the one thing I'll disagree with, Mike. This team has to be a playoff team this year. They've brought in Tarasenko. They've got 40. They've went and signed Corpusalo. Uh, Claude Giroux is in the, you know, he's he he's here to win. He's not here to miss the playoffs and say, oh, we came close. <laughs> like yeah. this, this, uh, they're ready. It so be. it has, has to be a playoff I agree. game this year. So, uh, and finally, there's one other thing. Uh, 
and I it didn't I didn't bring it up last time it was mentioned, and I still don't. On John Scott's podcast, uh, Brady Kachuk was on and was asked. He so Scott makes it like well, nobody liked him in the room and whatever. Brady doesn't say a word. Uh, he just like moves to on. It? Didn't like to brink it. Yeah, yes, that nobody in the room liked to brink it. Blah blah blah. Okay, if I, if if Debrinke wasn't real, why do you think he went to that charity game in Windsor and hung out with so Brady Kachuk? I, that's what I'm getting to. He was at Brady's wedding. If Brady didn't want him, he didn't have to invite him. Uh, there was lots of people that were there, right? Like he didn't have to go out of his way to add 202 more people. He just had to. There was anyway. My point is, I don't believe that to be the case. I I know he said it. I don't believe it to be actual reality. Ah, uh, this is but, a, this is. But Brady didn't touch it. Was the only issue. Oh he should well, Brady, Brady, Brady hedges bet. He's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. He's Brady's just going, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting involved in this, and that's <laughs> which and, is true. Just keep quiet. And why? Who cares? You know, if, if you're Brady, you're just saying anything I say is going to be misconstrued at this point. I'm just going to leave it alone exactly. because it's not part of our yes. locker room. Yes, that's it. I, I get Brady, that. I can tell you, Brady does not. Brady's going to be so dialed in. When camp yeah. comes, they're gonna have to tone him back because he's gonna be ready to go. He's but, gonna be hey, a nut job. He's gonna be, <laughs> I, love he's gonna be, he's gonna, I love it. But hey, yeah. the cat here's the cat. I, I'm not in the locker room, but I'm just guessing. Well, how could anybody hate this guy? From what I know, showed up, worked hard, didn't say much, nice guy, teammates liked him. Yep. He's just one of those guys. He's there, and I'm sure everybody liked him. Like he didn't ruffle any feathers, did his job. What's not to like? There you go. Oh. I agree. I, I just wish that, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the look that it gives to people for taking shots at guys that oh, nobody knows anything about. Right. I, I agree with that. I, I, I agree. So like Danny Heatley, Danny Heatley, maybe right. Like, because heater was like, I don't want to play here anymore. <laughs> or I guess Spets was captain and asked for a trade. Uh, I guess, but there are very few players that are like that for the most part. And I don't know. We don't own any of them. No. Yeah. No, I played no. with one guy that, that, well, that was more his agent when Yash, Yash. Oh, he had the contract. Mark Gandler <laughs> wanted his mom to get paid more money. <laughs> I understand. So you understand the hatred that year, Wally? Yes. Oh, because, yes, because uh, Yash had a contract and yeah. didn't want to honor it. And then there was we all found out about the side deal at the NAC where his mom was getting paid two hundred grand for five years or something to that effect. Oh, is that right? So I didn't know that. yes, that was part of the side deal, I believe. There was the <laughs> so anyway, there was it just it was a mess. But he yeah. had a contract; he didn't want to honor it, and he didn't. He sat out. Yeah, that's different. That's a, that's a much different scenario. So I can understand it on that one. On that one. Yeah. But, uh. Good old, good for Marshall Johnston back in the day to hold him. Because uh, mm -hmm. nowadays, if I think if you're holding out, you're getting traded. Oh yeah, pretty well. But Bob, yeah. Lexi Yashin held out the whole year, then had to come back and honor the contract and play another year, and still, still didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> how did wild? How do you as a the room should have should have been like get this guy the hell out of here? Uh, so well, yeah, it was yeah. weird. Yeah, but he was pretty was good, eh? Time. He like was good. 90, he 94 was a, points, he, Hart Trophy yeah. finalist. Yeah, but although we did yeah. we did get swept that year he came back in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then Buffalo he went off to little... he went off to New York and got a lot of money. I think he got like like 94 million over 10 years or something like that. It was nuts. Oh. And then he got bought out. Uh all right. 
so that's it for Debrinket. That's I just wanted to close it off because there's so much chatter of late about uh, taking shots at him when they've there was no shots taken at him media wise while he was here, and exactly. now that it's two months later, we're, we're trying to take shots at him. Uh, changes today in the front office. So this ties into uh, Yorkie, I guess, getting a new carpet laid down in the office. Is it uh, looks like Michael Andlauer will take over this week. Uh, today, the Sens announced that um, Ben Sexton, who's been an assistant coach in Belleville, will become an assistant coach on the Sens this year. Uh, also, Rob Murphy, who both of you know very well, has been named the chief professional scout as Jim Clark will step back. Uh, he will remain a scout uh, in some capacity with the organization. Also, Sean Tierney, uh, as reported a couple of weeks ago, I believe, by uh, John Rodenberg at 1200, that he uh, is now the full-time analytics person. So they are making some changes. Uh, I have spoken to a couple of people about Ben Sexton. They really like him. They think he's really good. The one other thing before I forget is, for those who don't know, Ben Sexton's dad, Randy, was one of the three founding members of the organization. One time the GM who hired, if I'm not mistaken, Rick Bonus, who is the father of Ryan Bonus, who's now the assistant GM in Ottawa. So the two sons working together uh, as their two dads did many moons ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a matter of time before everybody knows Cyril's going to be back. Every, everyone's hearing that rumor. Yes. Like, I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen in the next little while. So, no, everything seems to be falling into place nicely here before the start of the season. It got delayed, unfortunately, but it looks now like the wheels are finally coming into motion. I, I like the Ben Sexton move. And move. Um, I went camps with him, obviously, and he was a, he was a local guy, you know, worked out with Boro in the summer. So, got to know him a little bit. Um, had a nice mind for the game. He played some games, some games, but he, he had a nice mind for the game. I very, it seemed like he, I, I think he's going to be a good gap between the older, older coach and the players, right? He's, he fits that yeah. age where guys would rather talk to him than they want to go to go talk to painter or cap. Let's be honest. That's, yeah. you know, they need it. They needed that. Hey, Bob, like so you need I, it. I couldn't, agree, it, couldn't agree more because you need that. Yes. There's, there's, yeah. There's a gap there, right? This is, you know, and every and every team needs a player or a coach that they're going to go to that's going to relay the messages the way that they're wanting to be relayed. So I think he'll he'll fit that place nicely. Yeah, yeah. The interesting part though is normally if you bring an assistant on, somebody's leaving. Yeah, but so I'm trying to figure out where is the room for everybody. You normally have the offensive coach and the power play coach, or sorry, and the D coach. Where do you yeah. think? I, I think had, they've had Jones. I, I guess it's, all that, all say, does he fill in I, for Jonesy? Yeah. He okay. helps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but I think now, and I don't know, you probably never had this when you played and it was never a thing. My early years, Jonesy was the first one, first one that I had where I actually sat with him in the press box a few times when I was injured and um, yeah. coming back from the long layoff that I had. It's important to have an eye in the sky because coaches are very, very reactive what they're seeing on the ice. But when you're up there, and you're seeing things differently. He comes down, he goes into that room and says, look, you guys are wrong on this. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Coaches are open to hearing that. So I think of, I think of, I a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you see the game at a better clip than you do when you're ice level sometimes. Also too, like Ben Sexton's a young guy. So it's, it's, it's good to have a guy, a younger guy on the ice that can still kind of wheel around a bit too. Yeah. So Sean Donovan will be calling into the show listen, any moment now. I yeah. loved it. Like when I played 
and I was getting bag skated in Boston, Doug Huda used to skate with me because he was still fairly young and it's camaraderie. The coach does the skate with you and, and you just, that develops trust. It does. Like, you know, the coach is in it with you and he's like, Oh, okay. Yorkie, you're doing a lap. I'm doing a lap. And then you have a chat with him after what do I, it's just good. So it's, it's a good movie. And you look at everyone's staff right now. There's usually five or six coaches now. Like every team, you go to a Toronto Maple Leaf practice. There's like more coaches than players on the ice. They've got friggin' three skills coaches, some with yep. three iPads. They're doing stick handling. They're doing everything. It's a circus out there. Probably a little too much, but uh, no, it's 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 a uh, like Bob said. It's uh, it's nice to get a younger guy on that staff. It'll help a lot. Okay, wait a sec, Bob. Um, is there too many coaches to have? And the reason I say that is, I think near the end for you. Uh, is when Dono and Winchester, Jesse Winchester, started having skills days. I think you were still with the team, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. So was, uh, no, there was no practice days. Like you, it would just be guys come on the ice and do skills. Like nothing I think wrong that with that those. Is, yeah, I think it's, it's vastly a, needed. And and you know, take that role in what they were doing. They had nothing to do with the on ice stuff. They were there. They were they were there for skills. Therefore our coach is saying, Hey, sometimes these guys just need puck touches and they don't need to go out there and run the neutral zone trap in practice. They don't practice running routes and shooting drills. They need specific stick handling, specific skating, specific touches, um, power play looks, looks, whatever it might. And those days are, those days are well, they're welcomed by because it breaks up the rigmarole of practice and it breaks up what yes. you see every other day. Um, so while those guys aren't coaches in the organization, they're development and helpful, you know, people, people, they are not players aren't going going to them and what they need to see or whatever they're not looking for information those guys are just there to run that stuff and i think that stuff is important for sure and especially being a young group that they are uh again yeah yeah right um yeah. so yorkie getting back to you for a sec uh what's the alfie situation uh and i know i think elliot freeman on his uh, 32 thoughts said something about not convinced Alfie will take an enormous role with the team just yet, but we'll find out soon. Um, you, I think we've had this discussion earlier that he wanted a meaningful role in the organization, not just a figurehead. What do you think that is? Well, I think for sure. Like, it, Here's the thing. It's no secret that this was supposed to close a lot sooner than it did. It, it, everything dragged on, so that delayed everything. So it, yeah. it would have been ideal for these things to happen in the offseason. So, so what that role is going to be, I think he's going to have a meaningful role. I, I think, I, this is just my personal opinion, I think a new kind of role, because I know he likes working with players, he likes – giving prospects and current players tips on little things that help. And that's an important thing, but I also know he's got a, you know, it'd be nice to be involved in hockey decisions. So I think it's going to be a wait and see. I think when, when, when Michael Landlauer finally gets the keys in the next few days or next week, I think because it's been delayed that, that, that official title is going to have to wait a little bit and, and to see what shakes down. Cause I still think there's more people going to be involved in the management side because well, Ottawa is very understaffed. Like that there's, leads me there's to uh, so, Steve Stavos. Well, yeah, everybody keeps hearing that rumor, and it's been talked well, it's about. Not, okay, but that's, he's no longer with the Edmonton Oilers, so does he come over? Yeah, that was announced quietly. That I, I think they agreed to part ways. So I'm like everybody else. Like I, I'm just guessing, but I would think logically, 
when you have something like Michael Handler does, you want to bring in people that you know, people you trust, people you've had success with. So I just think that that will probably happen eventually. And that's just common sense to me. So I think there's a few things that have to happen, but I do believe eventually Alfie will have a meaningful role, but I think it'll, I don't know what the title will be, but it'll be something for sure where he's got some say. Here's my one thing I think Michael Landlauer does though. He takes his time making this, any of these decisions. But, but Wally, why, why wouldn't you with, with all the chaos and things that have happened here with the team, the best thing to do is to come in and, and take your time, be measured and, and come in and, and listen. And, and you haven't heard from him much, which is, I think that's great. And then when he comes in, you, you know, you, you want to get to know people and, and, and kind of get the lay of the land instead of doing all these moves and coming in, everybody thinks you're crazy. So yeah, I know people, a lot of people want changes. They want this the team hasn't made the playoffs in seven years or whatever it's been, but I, I think it's better to be measured. It's better to be calculated and to come in and, and, and do things the right way. So I get it, totally understand, and I'm not surprised. But I will ask you then, and you guys as players, if he comes in and doesn't make changes, let's say for the season, did we set the team back a year? My only thing is now, what, Thomas Shabbat's going into year, I feel like it's seven or eight. Brady's on say uh, maybe, yeah. Five, six, I forgive me off the top of my head, but we're now getting guys into more seasons, and then all of a sudden we're like, Whoa, what just happened? That's my concern. I don't know. I don't know. You feel like you're still like you're setting up your I don't think so. It's you just don't want you you wanna you wanna be very calculated and, and you just man, there's there really is with this team right now as far at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it, it, it really does matter. It's what the players do on the ice. You can make all the moves you want off the ice, but right now it's in the hands of the players. And there's a, there's a good group put together here, and it, you see how this group starts off. And, and there's Mike McKenna said it, like, hey, <laughs> thanks. Everybody knows that there's a ton of pressure, coaching staff, management players there's there's pressure every single day but now this team can't get off to a bad start it has to get off to a good start and i do think that will happen i think um you know the group's too good not to get off to a decent start um but i i, I think i think it'll be a process of where ownership comes in and and, and just kind of gets to know people figures things out and, and doesn't make hasty decisions but that's just me I get anything rash is kind of any kind of rash decision making is not good for the long term benefit right, yeah. of the club, right? Well, so I, thing. yeah, but that and what Yorkie said is, is exactly what what is true in the Atlantic Division. You can or or you cannot get off to a bad start. There's there's five teams that could have essentially be in the be in the top three, right? It's other divisions yeah. where. You, have a, have a stretch of tanks and still be in the mix. Like that's not the case in this division. So they cannot have another bad start. They just can't. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, I, I think I told you this last week, uh, buddies that we were sitting around chatting about the season. And when you start eliminating teams that you're going to say, who's not making the playoffs this year? Like it, it's, it's a tough task and it's a lot tougher. Very few teams can do it. If, if you get off to the starts, Ottawa has been historically doing the last, yeah. whatever it's been three, four years. So, I think these guys will be ready. I think I, 
I don't think I know it. This yeah, is going to be conversations happening, but at the end of the day, it's always on the players. It's when the puck is dropped, it's, it's here. You can have systems and tactics, but this is where it's good to have a, this is why, where Brady Kachuk makes such a difference. Cause if they're not ready, he's going to drag in, I get into the fight from game one. hundred percent. Absolutely. So. Uh, okay. Uh, by the way, we're going to get into Shane Pinto on Wednesday uh, for our show. We just don't have enough time for it today. The other thing is, uh, Bob, uh, people are wondering about your internet, which is uh, dragging at best. Uh, my, is it really? I think, I think it might be because you have a million people in your subdivision at the moment at the golf tournament. Can you explain what's going on? Yeah, the first playoff event for the Corn Ferry Tour is here at my course this weekend. It is beyond packed. Um, took me 10 minutes to the gates this morning and, and I'm still at 15, 16, 20 cars in the cul-de-sac right now. So it's busy <laughs> here. Um, I apologize. And then I went to the new house today to run, to run internet and cable. And the guy came out and said, I can't do it. Um, you're too far from the hookup. So now I get to put construction bid in to go get the hookup because, um, uh, <laughs> my neighbor is a tech guy and said, I have the worst internet in the world. Oh. You don't. I might be doing the show from coffee houses here for a little bit. <laughs> Wally, Wally, do you know who he sounds like? Remember that guy on those Coke commercials, Max Headroom? Max yeah. Headroom. It's he talks just like Bobby's talking today. It's a two, like I, I hear you guys and see like as far as I'm concerned, everything is perfect. <laughs> so I apologize to our viewers. I'll figure it out. That's living in a glass house as usual. Um <laughs> All right, boys, as they say, you can't win the Stanley Cup in October, but you can certainly lose it. So uh, with that, we will uh, come back on Wednesday. We're going to take a look at Shane Pinto, what that spot means, where who can fill the role if he's not there. Should he get done soon? Anyway, uh, we'll we'll break it all down. So we will see you on Wednesday. I hope the uh, when's the tournament done, Bob? Sunday. Sunday. Oh. Okay, yeah. well, I hope you have an antenna stuck on your house. <laughs> you know, I have a house guest. Brad Fritch is coming. Fritch is coming tomorrow to stay with. Him. Maybe Fritch, we'll get nice. one. Yeah, Fritch, you'll be here. So, should he join the show on Wednesday? I, uh, he said he's gonna be doing the pro am Wednesday. Uh, he'll okay. be at the course all day, handing golf gloves out and stuff like that. So maybe I'll get him to sneak on if he's done. Done. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he, we'll he, he, wanted, he wanted me to help. You can't afford it, but <laughs> I'm not standing out there. <laughs> My hourly rate fades out. Yeah. Uh, we need you here. All right. See you guys. Take care. Thanks for watching. See you, fellas. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.